welcome to the labyrinth i'm your host pratham padav if you find our podcast useful please subscribe my guest today is pranav radhakrishnan who propagates rational thinking and scientific temper mainly through his youtube channel science is dope so his main message is science is dope pseudo science is not so pranav welcome to my dimension <laughs> thank you and uh, it's lovely to be here so pranav what do you do for a living and apart from you know youtube and stuff that's a i don't want to say exactly where i work but i work in edtech i okay. don't want to say exactly because for privacy reasons because people i mean i seem to have created a lot of enemies and people take all opportunities they can to try and uh, dox me <laughs> in real life so yeah understandable but i work in edtech yeah especially yeah especially when you're so honest and when you put out content in a country where anything can be turned into a controversy right mm-hmm. so, i try to be it i don't um, like i'm i might make mistakes every now and then but i i try to own up to it so yeah yeah but, but the main intention is just to be educational huh? yeah exactly so when did you decide to put out uh, content on your youtube channel uh, good question um that must have been really long back i think uh, around 2015 i had this idea of uh, doing youtube um but i never actually got around to it because uh, um i don't know uh, like it take, it's really hard to start a channel i i have to say that like <laughs> people uh people just like the amount of work that it takes people are just not willing to put that uh, put that up so um uh the idea came to me in like 2015 but it took me a long time towards the end of 2016 is when i got really serious about it and i uploaded my first video i think in april 2017 i'm not sure now but it took me that long to produce my first video i i remember like i i wanted to go all out like that first video if you've seen it uh, i i got a friend of mine i paid him in fact um to help me with some animations and like i took a long time to uh, perfectly write that script and everything and and yeah i uh, i finally managed to upload it and like i i was worried if it was too long or something so i cut it into two parts and and stuff like that but um, yeah i i and uh, i'll just tell you more uh, so initially my aim was to uh, make a science channel because i'm really into science so i wanted to make a pure science channel i i didn't intend to um, talk about pseudo science or any of those topics but that was also kind of close to my heart because um i fought, at that time i used to follow a lot of other uh, youtubers and social media personalities who were um talking against pseudo science and uh, i i was i was consuming a lot of that content but the main content that i was consuming and that i wanted to make was science content you know channels like vsauce and veritasium and i wanted to do something like that in india and i saw that no one was doing it um there is content that is educational but it's more 
curriculum based and like test prep content and stuff uh, there, there are very few channels that i've seen um uh, that are like developing a love and passion for science which is what i want to do um but um and and the ones that are there the ones that i mentioned are very small like barely any traction at all and i was one of one such small tiny channel uh, i i still am i still am now uh, uh, i mean you can argue how i am still but um, yeah um, uh, so if you see a couple of my initial topics for videos uh, they they're like more pure science topics like how does sound work why do people tend to have different voices and uh, how is elon musk going to create a new species that's an evolution topic but um, yeah uh, i i remember i used to put a lot of effort into those videos and um that effort wasn't really translating into uh, traction like viewership for my videos and i just lost uh, you know i just lost motivation you could say and i i kind of stopped doing it for a while and i noticed that during that period of not doing any videos i noticed that the video that was getting traction was the one video i made on pseudoscience i made a video called ancient indian pseudoscience back then and that video seemed to be getting some viewership and i realized okay this is the kind of stuff that people want to watch there is an audience for this so i thought yeah and since it's close to my heart also i thought yeah okay why not do some some topics along those lines and that's how we're here why why do you think so many of us are so attracted to pseudoscience hmm so uh, i think some people at least for you know what i would say for most people it's the fact that they're a little desperate there is there is a part of them that's rational enough to know that none of this can be true or it probably doesn't work this way but there is that part of them that's desperate that wants these things to be true for example maybe someone suffering from a bad medical condition uh, for which maybe there's no cure so what if this pseudo scientific method uh, they probably not called it pseudo scientific but what if this homeopathic remedy or this um uh, this uh faith healer yeah faith healer can can help me out can cure me of my condition like when they desperate enough they even though rationally they know this uh, might not be true they want it to be true and if that part gets strong enough or if they get desperate enough i think they'll just gravitate towards it so yeah it's uh, yeah that's one yeah it's that's interesting the, that you spoke about uh, desperation because one example that i can give you is this movie uh, trance in which uh, fahad fasil yeah in yeah. in that uh, he takes advantage of a man's desperation uh, who wants to just save his daughter and she's having i think some kind of severe fever and he just goes mm-hmm. to this guy and gets some holy water or something and spills it on his uh, daughter 
expecting her to get better and in the end what happens he ends up burying his daughter because it doesn't get better that's the amount of uh, desperation we have in this country and it's aided mm-hmm. by the lack of uh, affordable healthcare also in this country yeah true yeah but it's far at the same time it's far more affordable than some other countries i know people who've come to india for medical uh, reasons because the treatment uh, if they got it in the us would be extremely unaffordable so they want to do it in india so yeah um, and and i'll tell you i had one more reason why people gravitate towards it the sense i think they emotionally attach themselves to the beliefs they have and the beliefs uh, are they're inculcated in them uh, while they're growing up um, maybe it's it's uh, it's tied in with whatever religion they follow um, and maybe for whatever reasons like they construct these beliefs in themselves and the whole world that they see um, uh, they'll see everything in these um, tinted glasses tinted by their beliefs uh, and uh, yeah uh, they get emot- like attacking uh, that particular instance of pseudoscience is to them it's like attacking their religion or their beliefs and yeah and then there are these figures who propagate like you know <laughs> do you want me to mention them Yeah, sure go ahead yeah people like sadguru uh, who propagate these beliefs to no end yeah i think those are the main reasons i guess why what do you think the uh, what do you think the common man can do to to differentiate the actual science from pseudo science mm, good question i think the first thing is uh, scientific literacy like uh, i think in india at least science is seen uh, right from the time when we are you know being educated right from the time when we are in schools uh, we don't really go to sc- schools to learn we go to schools or at least some people go to schools to you know pass and get marks and get a good job with those marks and science is uh, something that's very lucrative in this uh, respect so people just see science as a means to that end, um, as a means to get a good job so uh, they don't really see that science is something that's beautiful in itself like it need not be something that can give you a job it's just a cumulative knowledge of all mankind so uh, i think this is lacking and when people uh, don't see science this way they they kind of don't give any importance to actually learning and because of that scientific literacy is really lacking uh, in the country and if people had scientific literacy or if they had better scientific literacy i think they'd be more reasonable in the kind of things that they tend to believe so i think that's the first thing uh, people need to have better scientific literacy and even then i'd say some concepts like you know um how knowledge comes to be how we learn things how how we distinguish what's true and what's not um there are many uh epistemological uh philosophical ideas around this i think they're far too complex for the common man uh but uh, i think 
a basic idea of um, why something uh, needs to be so okay so i always say or at least i used to always say in my old videos that um, there is an idea called falsifiability uh, whenever you have an idea whenever you make a statement how do you know if it uh, happens to be true or if it's true or if it's false so the thing is uh, you can only show it's false if it can be shown to be false for example uh, any any idea that's mathematical can be shown to be false if your observation doesn't match the mathematical equation but if an idea is not mathematical um, it can only be shown to be false if you observe something that doesn't match um, with what you believe so uh, for example uh, i'm an atheist uh, so uh, i i don't believe in god uh, um, and the reason is if it's true that god exists uh, anything you observe will fall within that belief so uh, you can't really observe anything uh, that shows you your ideas wrong so uh, i think many such it's not just the idea of god many such ideas exist and if people are able to at least slightly distinguish between ideas that can be shown to be false that can't be shown to be false i think they'd have a better uh, chance of deciding if uh, something is worth believing or not yeah when you just started putting out videos it took a lot of effort you put some animation mm -hmm. and you also spoke something about uh, content in one of your earlier videos um about oh, you have to say something if you believe in it or something like that in your in your very early videos Uh, okay. and uh, nowadays we see so many bad content being shoved right into our eyes okay many pseudo scientific co uh, content also which some of which have millions of uh, subscribers do you ever get irritated by this <laughs> do i ever get not irritated <laughs> yeah of course i get irritated in fact um, like when i saw see Sudha Singh had gotten a foothold in uh, YouTube India. There was far more Sudha Singh content than uh, anything against it. That's kind of one of the reasons that triggered me to make the kind of content that I do. So yeah, I do get irritated a lot. Do you think I can ever get a uh, P dog on my podcast? <laughs> you you'll have to ask him. Um, I'll have to. You, you can like contact him on instagram i guess uh, but uh, you you'll have to ask him i guess okay uh, when the neighborhood auntie okay say uh -huh. something uh, pseudo scientific it's mm -hmm. easy to dispute her and say you know what you're wrong but when someone uh, highly educated like say a cardiologist from my hometown uh, okay uh, says something mm -hmm. like uh, yeah say something like quantum healing works okay uh, how do you dispute that because i am not from a scientific uh, background i don't have the authority to argue with someone like him how do you you know go on debating with someone like that so uh, i think people give too much value to this word authority i think uh, 
there is so it's the way science works is no single person has any authority like no one has like nothing becomes true because a certain person said it doesn't matter his qualifications doesn't matter his um, his accomplishments or achievements or whatever uh, it it's only true or or it's only supported if he can show evidence to back it up and some of the ideas um, that um, I, I you were talking about vm hegde from yeah. wrong yes um uh, so some of the ideas that he has said uh, they just uh, Uh, not backed up like he i know he's um he speaks um he's he has supported homeopathy before he has uh, talked about ayurveda very positively in fact he says uh, modern medicine um is uh, there's there is this thing called big pharma which is trying to uh, make money as much money as possible i'm not saying that there aren't corrupt corrupt individuals in modern medicine of course anywhere any kind of industry where money is being transacted there is uh, a scope for corruption so those things are there but we can't extrapolate from that that the whole uh, industry is corrupt or uh, there is a master plan uh, by this big pharma to trend you know make as much money it's no such thing or at least he hasn't sufficiently backed it up uh, so um, yeah uh, and how do you debate those people uh, i think it's it's very hard you're not really see when you're doing a debate when you're um, doing a public debate at least you're not only talking to that one person you're actually the words you're saying is actually influencing an audience because there are a lot of people watching and if those people blindly support uh, your opposition because of their authority or anything uh, then i would say it's going to be very hard see like uh, uh, see me i'm not um uh, extremely scientifically qualified or anything i'm not a phd researcher i'm not a uh, like i just really love science and i'm enthusiastic about it and i want to make videos about it i know a couple of things i work in science and that that's what i'm doing here but if people use that as an argument you know uh, against me they're not first thing they're not doing uh, doing it right that's not really an argument comes an argument from authority but uh, uh <laughs> yeah uh, people need to look past people uh, everyone's qualification and see the kind of evidence they can uh, use to support or back up whatever claim they're making yeah and you spoke about the public debate like when i try to contradict someone like bm uh, day i'm not only am i contradicting him i'm also contradicting mm-hmm. many of his followers they were mm-hmm. believing in a certain uh, they were believing in let's say homeopathy or quantum healing even before bm uh, they said it's true but now mm-hmm. when a ph when a highly qualified doctor a padmavibhushan winner says it it's great mm-hmm. confirmation bias for them yeah it does right? it is 
what do you what do you think is the power of uh, confirmation bias and uh, echo chambers <laughs> i'll have to go into rant mode right now but uh, confirmation bias like people don't know that confirmation bias is a thing i think it should really be a part of our education like we should learn about confirmation bias i think schools should teach that okay if you already have an idea in your mind that's going to uh, color your perception of everything you see or hear or observe that's going to bias you towards thinking in one particular manner about uh, what you're seeing for example if you believe that uh, uh, <laughs> i'm going to take an extreme leap uh, if you believe that cow urine can cure uh, cancer or at least has some uh, medical effects then yeah uh, if if some study comes out uh, saying what you already believe uh, like medical benefits of uh, cow urine or whatever um you're going to use that uh, as um look at this i found i found evidence that uh, what i believe is actually true so that's what confirmation bias is um and uh, you mentioned one more thing i think echo chambers people yeah. usually surround themselves only with those who already agree with them agree yeah um, true uh, people uh, like they wanna they don't want the ideas that they have to be contradicted i guess like um so when you try to change a person's belief about something it's like uh, see the beliefs are, or at least core beliefs are like foundations upon which every other belief everything that the person has seen all their life uh, is built upon so if you're destroying that foundation it's like everything that they've seen or they understand is now crumbling down so obviously they're going to resist uh, any change of their core beliefs so um, in order to make it easier for them they'll subconsciously subconsciously surround themselves with people that um, that will say things that won't uh, uh, resist what they believe so uh, yeah that's the reason for echo chambers and it's a it's a bit of a tendency that we have as humans um, like i know i tend to surround, surround myself with uh, people who are rational uh maybe i should surround myself with people who believe the opposite of what i do um and and if they can convince me if they can show me evidence of why i should probably change my belief i'll try my best to change them the only thing is no one has ever shown me any evidence of uh or at least what i strongly believe um no one has shown me evidence against it and if they do i'll gladly change them i want them to in fact i think that's the mark of rationality like you know believe only based on um, evidence and uh, don't attach yourself to what you believe uh, be prepared to uh, change your beliefs if you find convincing evidence so I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, I mean it answered my question beautifully. And uh, do you have any favorite conspiracy theories? <laughs> Cons favorite conspiracy theories? Let me see. Uh, I like 
maybe the moon landing one maybe the flat earth but like these are very easy to debunk uh, i don't know 5g oh yeah uh, 5g one ha huh? yeah, sure Sure. I just yeah. made a tweet about that <laughs> just now. Yeah. Okay. You just made a content about five G, is it? I made a tweet. I, tweet. I okay. 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 What is this conspiracy theory behind five G? So um, there are lots of studies. Okay. First thing is that five G happens to be, or at least the highest band uh, of five G, uh, the highest speed. Um, uh, used by 5g that falls within um the electromagnetic spectrum that's that's in the infrared region it's between infrared and um, microwave i don't know how much uh, i have to explain <laughs> because uh, i think these are complex terms if you don't know them already if the audience uh, mm-hmm. doesn't know them already but um, there is an electromagnetic spectrum of of which the visible light the light that we can see is a part and there is a lower frequency part of that that we use for wireless communication including mobile communication and 5g is just part of that now frequency is what determines energy uh, if visible light which no one has any problem with which is which if you agree that is completely harmless then 5g is even lesser frequency and therefore even lesser energy than visible light so it can't cause the kind of carcinogenous mutations um, um that that the some of these people claim it does uh now uh, there is one other thing um, there there are thermal effects to radiation um that happens because uh, these uh, these um, rate or these electromagnetic waves uh, they um uh, they cause electrons to jump up and down between energy levels that kind of uh, uh vibration is uh, what gets things to heat up and so microwaves that's a principle uh, principle they use to heat up food and people see this and they think 5g is electromagnetic radiation that's very similar so why can't it produce the same kind of thermal effect in our bodies and to the answer to that is um, well uh, we're not complete 100% sure it doesn't but a lot of studies have been done and they've concluded that it's completely safe uh, if in the future some study does show us some evidence that there is some possible harm then we'll definitely update our regulations based on that so far there is no such thing but a lot of people like what they do is they um uh they cite a lot of uh, very poor quality studies uh, that do uh, conclude some carcinogenic effect of radiation and stuff like that um but these are very poor quality because of uh, because they use a uh, small sample size or uh, the conclusion they've drawn uh, is not proper they're not accounted for uh, biases um some studies are not peer reviewed uh, so uh, yeah uh, that, this, that's it this year has been a year of conspiracy theories i think the past yeah. one year thanks to the pandemic uh, do you have any favorite uh, conspiracy theories regarding the pandemic and vaccines 
I think uh, there, there was a WhatsApp forward. In fact, I made a video about it too. There was a WhatsApp forward. Um, uh, there was this Japanese virologist, I believe, um, who said something about the virus that it was made in a laboratory and stuff like that. Uh, there was a WhatsApp forward about this, which I uh, used as an example for how to fact check. I have a video on that. Uh, but yeah, that's one of my um, <laughs> favorites, I guess. And this uh, uh, laboratory hypothesis, I think some new evidence has come out in support of that. I don't know what is the, like, what was we have, what is the final verdict on that or anything, but um, uh, yeah, uh, at the, at the, at that point, when this first came out, we had no such <laughs> overwhelming evidence or anything like that. People did, were just saying this and they were just forwarding it on WhatsApp without even fact checking it. Mm. So, yeah. But I, I now, but now conspiracy theories will, theorists will claim this as a victory because yeah. now they're seeing some reports saying that it is plausible. Yeah. And yeah. So earlier you were using words confirmation like, bias. yeah, confirmation. confirmation, exactly. Confirmation bias. They take these small reports and uh, which support their exaggerated opinions. Uh, earlier you were, we were using words like uh, frequency and vibration. You know, who else uses those words? <laughs> Pseudoscientists. Okay, Nityananda, Sadhguru, Deepak Chopra, uh, and when I don't, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but I've made a video exactly on this topic. The words that these pseudoscientists tend to use um, and vibration frequency are some of the most popular words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you try to debunk these words like dimension, vibration, frequency? Because most of us get confused. We're like, what are these words? So uh, I think the words themselves do carry meaning. In fact, they're words used uh, in very scientific contexts in physics. Like there is a very uh, specific meaning to what vibration means, to what energy means, to what dimension means. But um, uh, when it comes in the context of pseudoscience, they're not very uh, specific like that. They're very vague, like the word vibration. It just means a specific quality of something. So, um, uh, so like the vibrations that you're putting out, you will attract the same kind of things with this, with those vibrations. Uh, so I think when you shouldn't debunk the words exactly, but you should debunk the context in which uh, they tend to be used. And uh, what I do sometimes, what I do usually is like, I just point out that they're very specific. Like you can use this in literally any context and not go wrong. How much are you going to value something like that? And yeah, I mean it, like that. It's done in a very subtle way also. Like someone may go on a tra travel and they may put a travel picture and say good vibes only. It's, <laughs> I mean, their vibes is not the scientific vibration. They're just using it as a metaphor. And uh, yeah. these uh, godmen and folks like Deepak Chopra, they there's a they remove the line between what is metaphorical and what is scientific. Exactly, mm. that's what they do. And I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with using the words vibes, a word like vibes. I think it's fine. But when you try to explain um, things with that as a basis, 
um, making it sound very scientific, I think that's when it becomes problematic. And yeah. Another reason yeah. why uh, Sadhguru or Deepak Chopra has so many followers is because their content is very motivating and inspirational. When you, we speak in scientific terms, people mm -hmm. usually get bored. They don't find it uh, inspiring or motivating. Uh, how do we, you know, you, it, even if we debunk them, people will still say, you know what, I don't care. You know, my, the reason why I watch Deepak Chopra videos is not to be right, but to be happy. Uh, right. So it's a good question. I think um, science has a tendency. So there's a video by uh, uh, Tyler Dewitt. Uh, he does, it's a TEDx talk where he talks about this problem with science. Okay. Uh, there is a tendency to be accurate at the expense of understandability. So in their effort to be accurate, they use all these technical terms and they uh, try to be as correct as possible because other uh, scientific, um, scientifically qualified individuals will listen to what they're saying and they'll critique what they're saying. So someone from that scientific background always has this fear. And so they'll add all these caveats and um, all this technicality to what they're saying in an effort not to be wrong. And I think that adds to that, that kills the understandability of what they're saying. And when something is less and less understandable uh, to an average layman, when they're listening to it, uh, they just get bored. <laughs> they just, uh, like they need to have all these prerequisite knowledge uh, to understand what they're saying. But take someone like Deepak Chopra. They'll use a few scientific sounding words, but everything else they're saying is very simple and easy to understand and digest. So, uh, like, I would say Deepak Chopra is definitely easier to uh, digest. And, uh, like, what I, what I want to do, at least, is also something along the same lines. I want to make science more interesting. Take all this uh, jargon and technicality out of science and make it more understandable. So I think science kind of lacks that and there should be more of that. Yeah. yeah um, even, even then, with objectivity, with just objective thinking, it becomes difficult to explain uh, words like creativity or consciousness. How can we, you know, explain a person's creativity or consciousness through simply objective and scientific terms? I'm not sure we can, um, or at least I don't have the answer. I don't know the answer, but uh, I think these are things, uh, these are subjective ideas, right? You can only judge a person's creativity by like, looking at what they create create, and how much it appeals to you emotionally. So these are very subjective ideas, I would say. Um, there are no objective measures for it. Even consciousness, it's, it's not something we understand today. Uh, we don't know exactly how consciousness uh, comes to be or why is anyone or anything conscious. Or is there consciousness in something inanimate? Like we don't have clear answers to all those questions. 
I think we might sometime in the future if we uh, if we find some obje objective ways of measuring it. But right now, I don't think we have objective answers to those questions. Yeah, and when their followers, when let's say Deepak Chopra, Sadhguru's followers, when they ask like, then explain creativity, then explain uh, consciousness. I just say I don't know. You know, I don't know is actually a very underrated answer. People, yeah. people don't accept the fact that I don't know. Instead, they try to overcompensate for that with these weird pseudo-scientific ideas, which then generate millions of dollars. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that I think I can't remember that quote. There is a perfect quote for what you just said. I don't remember it. I would rather not know than give myself the illusion of knowing or live in a comforting fantasy there's there's something like that there's a quote like that it's okay i'll find it out later and i'll put it in the video's description, description. yeah uh, look at the description quote. yes yeah. <laughs> and uh, also if tomorrow i'll be honest with you i'm not a uh, morally perfect person okay let's yeah. say i'm i'm a very selfish person and I want to become a God man tomorrow. I want to make a lot of money. Okay. And uh, I decide to consult you. Okay. Because since you debunk a lot of God men, I want to be undebunkable. I don't know if that's even a word, but I don't want to get debunked. <laughs> and, uh, and I want to make a lot of money. What kind of tips would you give me? <laughs> so I have, an, I have a video called how to be a God man. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, uh, first, I'd like direct you to that, that video. Uh, basically, I would say, uh, so you need to have this, this mysterious origin story or something. Um, you need to, and you need to have someone speak for you because I've seen a lot of Godmen in Kerala. That's a real problem in Kerala, despite the fact that um, there is this notion about Kerala being very rational, scientific, educated and stuff. There are like a lot of godmen in Kerala. And I've noticed that they don't do their own speaking. They don't talk for themselves. They have people for that. And if someone... See, if I say that I have all these magical powers, you know, you're probably not going to believe me. You're going to think that I'm lying. But if someone else says that I have these magical powers, then you have a, you're more likely to believe that person. So yeah, uh, I would say have some, have a spokesperson for yourself. Uh, and in today's world, it's a little harder. Uh, but back when there was no internet and there was no <laughs> information sharing and stuff, it was a lot easier. If someone actually uh, said something like this, you wouldn't be able to verify so easily. Uh, but today I would say, um, yeah, you, you, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Um, people like Sadhguru, I'm sure uh, he, he built it over years. I know he's been active right since like the mid 2000s the, for, uh, before 2010. But he only became extremely prominent in the last couple of years, like with social media and with YouTube and everything. So I would say definitely have a past and try to have, have a mysterious past as well. Keep a spokesperson, be active on social media, 
learn how to uh, create spiritual jargon uh, and yeah um, if it doesn't work then somehow erase all traces of what you've done and start again try again <laughs> but it's but that's easiest than done today with the internet and everything but uh, yeah this is what i'd say <laughs> do you have a favorite godman right now yeah. i like sadguru <laughs> i like him he has a lot of charisma like i i kind of wish i had that level of charisma but i don't um uh, so he has this commanding presence like whatever he says he can get people to you know stand behind him so yeah i, I like sadguru and you know the thing about sadguru is some of the things that he says makes sense mm-hmm. some some mm-hmm. in fact in the past few years i have actually liked some of his videos like literally mm-hmm. click the like button i thought oh, wow this makes sense and mm-hmm. uh, that's another argument that some of my some of uh, his followers say see even you agree with some of the things that he says to which i mm-hmm. say look i agree with the hitler that uh, smoking is injurious to health because he ran an mm-hmm. anti smoking campaign that doesn't mean that i have to you know be a worshipper of hitler same way i don't have to uh, be a worshipper of sadguru they have to be consistent their overall messaging has to be good they need not be perfect and that's what mm-hmm. i tell people and sometimes you know they get very angry with me do you ever uh, get uh, people uh, you know getting offended and telling bad things about you because you try to be as honest as possible just have a look at my comment section <laughs> my sadguru video but uh, one very uh, one argument i get very often is that sadguru does a lot of philanthropy uh, philanthropy he um, he um, uh, does all these good things for society he has a school he he does all these things for the environment and there are some arguments against those specifically but in general i want to say that that's his idea okay and it's, i think it's part of our culture where uh, we have an um, we have this belief that there are good things that you can do and there are bad things that you can do and they're weighed on the same scale so if we do bad acts if we do more good acts they kind of balance out and you are a good person that's not true if you are a good person you do good acts if you are a bad person you do bad acts and uh, if you do both they don't cancel out exactly so, i think the yeah. good example for this is how the how our legal system works i can save mm-hmm. 10 let's say i am a lifeguard and i may save 10 lives that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that i can murder one guy and say i still saved 9 plus lives i can't say yeah. i don't put me in jail yeah yeah same thing so uh, i i think it's a like see if you do good that's great but if you do good uh, through means that you obtained using dishonest practices then then yeah i'm going to question whether you're good at all so yeah in in general what mm-hmm. do you think a person can do to be more scientific good question so uh, i'm saying good question a lot every time you ask a question i'm saying good question uh, 
So um, I think to be more scientific, you have to always be open to the fact that you might be wrong. Um, and be willing to change your uh, beliefs if you're convinced, if, if someone shows you evidence that's convincing. But uh, if you, uh, but at the same time, you should stand behind what you do believe. And if um, someone fails to convince you otherwise, then I think you have to defend what you believe. Um, otherwise, you're, if someone can convince you, then your opinions are probably not worth uh, defending in the first place. But I think to be scientific, you have to be open to the fact that you might be wrong. You have to uh, listen to people, but that doesn't mean you have to be so open that your brains actually fall out. Like uh, people will argue that, oh, you're not open enough. That's why you're not listening to Sadhguru. Um, I mean, listen to the things he says. I was open enough to listen to him. I'm convinced of what he's saying. Um, uh, so like, what's your argument? Should I just keep listening until I change my beliefs? Like, no, I'm not convinced. So, uh, yeah, um, I think that's basically the main thing. And, uh, yeah, uh, you should use the scientific method. And I think that idea is a little complicated because the scientific method itself is a like you, you won't get the idea behind the scientific method the first time you hear it. But if you apply the scientific method to uh, how you learn things, I think that kind of makes you scientific. What is the scientific method? So, uh, okay. Um, you, you see something, you see something happening in the world. And you have a question, okay, why is that happening? For example, um, maybe if I drop something, it's going to fall. And you will ask, okay, why is that falling? And then you can guess the reason. Um, maybe uh, maybe all heavy things fall. Maybe the heavier something is, the more it's going to fall. Or maybe uh, the earth is pulling everything towards it. Or maybe... Uh, you know, the natural, maybe the elements that a body is constituted of uh, is what determines if it's going to fall or if it's going to rise. So these are all ideas. So you have an observation, then you guess an idea and that's called hypothesizing. You uh, hypothesize why it might be that way. And then if you're high, you, now you, you have a hypothesis, you don't know if it's true or false. So uh, uh, how do you figure out if it's true or false? You go out into the world. Uh, if, it, if your hypothesis were true, then you're going to observe something in the real world. For example, you will see every... So if you believe that the earth pulls everything towards it, uh, no matter what it is or where it is, it's going to get pulled toward the earth. So by that hypothesis, okay, the moon is going to get pulled towards the earth. So can you explain why it's not falling? And there are all these questions, okay. When you find all these observations match with what you're hypothesizing, 
then your hypothesis is probably correct. I'm saying probably because you might find something in the future uh, that doesn't match up with your hypothesis. Like for example, Newton said that things fall toward the earth and um, there are observations like the orbit of Mercury around the sun, which doesn't match up with uh, Newton's laws. So basically you start with an observation, you create a hypothesis, you test your hypothesis by going out in, into the real world by making more observations. So now we come back to the first step. So based on these new observations, you update your hypothesis. Uh, <clears throat> if you have enough observations, you start calling it a theory uh, and you keep repeating this and whatever conclusions you've drawn, you try to uh, communicate or you tell people, okay, this is what I've learned. And yeah, th these are the basic elements of the scientific method. Once again, long ranting answer, but yeah. No, long answers are necessary. You know, if basic answers are given by people like uh, our, uh, you know, His Holiness Sadhguru, which uh, mm -hmm. are not right usually. So lastly, what is the future of uh, science's dope look like? Uh, um, I, I don't know. I really don't know because uh, I only do it during my free time. So whenever I think of a topic um, that I find interesting, that I think people would want to watch, I'll make a video on that. <clears throat> but if the channel grows, if I'm able to make enough interesting videos and people want to watch them, if the channel grows, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe I might uh, try to um, monetize it. Maybe I might focus uh, more on more on the channel, maybe I might start doing more videos. I haven't really thought, I guess. But yeah, that. So the idea is just keep making videos until I reach a point where <clears throat> I I can dedicate more time to the channel. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Pranam. This was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, this is the first interview that I've been a part of, I guess. Uh, but I really enjoyed this conversation also. And yeah, yeah. all the best to you. Thank you, man.